0: everyone this is the normal news roundup last week i did more of an industry news roundup so that means a lot of actual movie news got really built up so this one is going to be packed i'm going to try to get it all done today so that next week when dc fandom happens i'm going to do a special news roundup dedicated to just all the trailers and reveals and news that comes out of that so uh there's a lot to get through today so let's just get started. Uh, the first thing is that Harry Potter director Chris Columbus is developing a House of Secrets Disney Plus series based on the popular books. The synopsis of the books is siblings Brendan, Eleanor, and Cordelia Walker aren't pleased when their family relocates to a creepy Victorian house once owned by an occult novelist, Denver Christoph. By the time the Walkers realize that their new neighbor has sinister plans for them, they're trapped in the magical house traveling through the fantastical intertwined universes of Christoph's novels. I think this sounds really interesting. I think Disney's trying to get back into book adaptations and getting another big popular book series, uh, book franchise, because there was the era of like Hunger Games, Harry Potter. They tried with Percy Jackson and they're trying again. Of course, now they're going to probably, Warner Brothers is probably going to return to Harry Potter. Um, They already have with Fantastic Beasts, which we're going to talk about. And then Disney Plus also has a ton of other shows and stuff, including that Artemis Fowl movie. Um, a ton of other projects based on books and the works. Um, But this sounds interesting. It has a lot of potential. Chris Columbus is a really talented director. He's an experienced director. Um, So I'm very curious. And this is something on my radar that I will definitely check out when it comes out. Next up, the third Fantastic Beasts movie has been named Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, They also revealed a synopsis with some plot details. You can look that up. I'm not going to read through that whole thing. I am not looking forward to this. The first Fantastic Beast was mediocre. I thought it was fine. I liked it. But the second one was not good. The second one was kind of a mess. And this has the same director as those two, I believe, David Yates, I think. And um, and I don't have any anticipation for this. Hopefully I'm wrong. I'll still watch this. And I hope that this third Fantastic Beast can just be the best one and be amazing and surprise me. But I'm pessimistic about this one. But we'll have to see what happens. Uh, In other news, this is something I predicted a long time ago, which is that the Miss Marvel Disney Plus series has been delayed to 2022. This is not a surprise at all. 2021 is just way too crowded with Hawkeye, Book of Boba Fett, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, all sorts of stuff um, coming in the end of the year. So it doesn't make sense for them to try to cram Miss Marvel in there. It just doesn't work logistically. So I totally understand this move. I agree with this move. The question is now, what's gonna happen with the 2022 schedule since 2022 is gonna be very, very crowded. Um, For Marvel alone, I believe Moon Knight will be 2022, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, what else? What if season two, I'm guessing for Star Wars, Kenobi, Andor, probably Bad Batch season two, a ton of other stuff as well that I'm forgetting right now, but uh, 2022 is gonna be insane. So there's definitely a lot to look forward to. This was news that totally broke the internet when it came out, and it's just kind of a head scratcher. You probably know what I'm talking about. And that is that Illumination is making an animated movie based on Nintendo's famous Super Mario Brothers. And they've set the cast. Chris Pratt will be playing Mario. Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Charlie Day as Luigi. Jack Black as Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. And Sebastian Meni as Spike what in the world is this cast? That was my first reaction. Like it's a really talented cast full of a lot of great performers, but there's no Italian people. And I can't imagine Chris Pratt trying to do the Mario accent. Maybe the accent's outdated anyways, but Mario without the accent is so weird to imagine. This just doesn't make any sense to me. I have no clue what this movie is going to be. I'm just really, really curious. And um, I think this cast is just really bizarre. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how this turns out. And, um, I've also been enjoying a lot of the Chris Pratt as Mario memes that have been all over the internet, so I suggest looking those up if you need to laugh. Next up, uh, Andor, Moon Knight, and The Flash have all wrapped filming. I kind of rolled all three of these into one story because there's not much to say about each one individually. Moon Knight, uh, it's one of my most anticipated Marvel series because of the mental health aspect, because of the split personality aspect, because of Oscar Isaac, because of Ethan Hawke, because I think... It could have some awesome fight scenes. I think it can be a lot darker and more brutal than Marvel usually goes. Um, Andor is one of my most anticipated Star Wars series because I think it can be a lot grittier, uh, more of a spy thriller um, and exploring the more dark underbelly of the rebellion, the more morally gray part of the rebellion, exploring Cassian because he's such an interesting character. So I'm looking forward to that. And then Flash, I'm definitely more reluctant about because of DC's track record. They've definitely been doing better recently, but this movie has been in production for so long and I'm a little worried about it, but I am curious to see how they handled the multiverse. And I'm curious to see how they handle Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton and all the Batman in this movie. So I am looking forward to it from that aspect just to see where they go and how they do it. And I want to see the differences in how Marvel and DC handled the multiverse because I'm very curious to see if they have two completely different takes on it. Um I think it could be really cool. Next up Guy Ritchie has set his new movie called Operation Fortune. Uh the story follows an MI6 operative, Jason Statham, and a CIA agent, Aubrey Plaza, who attempt to stop the sale of deadly technology after being enlisted into the Five Eyes network. This sounds pretty cool. I like spy stuff, CIA, MI6. Um I like a good spy movie. Uh Guy Ritchie's a fantastic director. Everybody knows that he's really, really good. He's made a lot of great movies. So this is definitely something I'm looking forward to something I'm interested in. Next up, Lisa Singer, who is an artist on the Harley Quinn animated series, which is supposed to be really good, but I haven't seen it was hired by Marvel Studios for a secret project. This I am speculating is obviously, I think it's pretty obviously going to be some sort of animated series from Marvel Studios, probably some sort of spinoff from What If? But this just gets me excited. I'm excited to see movement in Marvel's new animated division, to see some news coming out of it. I'm excited to see what they create because there's so much potential for cool storytelling in animation that Marvel would never do in live action. So I'm looking forward to that. Next up, Netflix has debuted the trailer for The Harder They Fall, um, which is kind of a Western movie where Jonathan Majors plays outlaw Nat Love, who discovers that the man, played by Idris Elba, who killed his parents two decades ago, is being released from prison. He reunites with his gang to track his enemy down and seek his revenge. Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield, Zazie Beetz, Delroy Lindo, Laz Alonzo, and a few more are all part of the cast. This trailer looks awesome. This is definitely something I want to see. This is something on my shortlist of things to watch as soon as it comes out. Um it looks really cool. The cast is awesome. Like Jonathan Majors alone is a star. He was so good in Loki and he's so good in everything he's in. And then Lakeith Stanfield is Oscar nominated. Regina King, Delroy Lindo, is so good. Zazie Beetz is good in Deadpool 2. This cast is stacked. The only thing that gives me pause about this movie is the fact that it's a Netflix movie because Netflix let's just say their their percentage of good movies they're good original movies is uh, not very high. That said, I think this looks like this has the potential to be a really good one. It looks awesome. I haven't seen a Western in a long time. Um, This trailer definitely puts this movie on my radar, and this is something I'm going to be seeing and possibly reviewing. I'm not sure about that yet. Next up, Disney revealed the release date for Book of Boba Fett. They also revealed a poster, which is just some artwork that looks pretty cool. Not very revealing. Um, The release date is December 29th. This is not unexpected for me because when they said December 2021 and then kind of tracking the production of this show, the time it wrapped plus visual effects, I assumed that it was going to come in just a few days before the end of 2021 and then just run into weekly into 2022. Um, I really can't wait for this show. Everything I hear about it sounds fantastic. Um, I am assuming I believe it's November 12th is the Disney Plus Day. I think we're definitely getting a trailer for that on Disney Plus Day, if not before We're going to get a lot of news on that Disney Plus day, so I'm looking forward to that. If you remember a long time ago, we talked about the Wonka movie that Timothy Chalamet will be starring in, and uh, Rowan Atkinson, Sally Hawkins, and Olivia Colman have all joined that cast. This is one of those projects I really don't know what to make of it, because the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is such a classic, so I'm really, really reluctant about this movie, but it does have a really good cast. So this is something I'm not really anticipating, but I'm watching out for and I'm curious about. Next up, uh, Ridley Scott did an interview and he said that the script for the sequel to Gladiator is already in the process of being written and is inching closer to the top of his priority list. My first reaction is, do we really need a Gladiator 2? I have to remind myself that we don't need any movie. No movie needs to be made. And we've gotten so many sequels to movies that we didn't feel like we needed but turned out to be great. And this movie is Ridley Scott, so I'm definitely going to watch it. And it definitely has the potential to be something amazing. That said, though, Gladiator had such a definitive ending. Maximus is literally dead. Maximus died at the end of that movie, so I don't know how they're going to do a sequel. I honestly would just rather them not do a sequel. But hopefully in two years or in a year or whatever it is when I'm watching this movie, I take all this back and it turns out to be amazing. But um, this is definitely something to watch out for again. Next up, Apple has come out the winner in a large bidding war for an untitled thriller that will reunite George Clooney and Brad Pitt. The story will center on two lone wolf fixers assigned to the same job, directed by John Watts. This sounds really cool. We don't really have any details, but Brad Pitt and George Clooney are great actors, and John Watts is a really good director. I think if there is this major bidding war for it, maybe there's something interesting there. So this is something we won't see for a while. But, um, but it's definitely something I'm watching out for and I'm very curious about and I'm looking forward to. Another thing is that the Russo Brothers production company and Netflix are making a new heist movie directed by Noah Hawley and starring Regé-Jean Page from uh, Bridgerton. So there's no details yet. This is, again, something just to look out for. Uh, the Russo Brothers, I don't think since Avengers Endgame, I don't think they've been the most successful in a lot of their endeavors and a lot of their projects. But I'm curious about this one. I feel like there's just not enough details yet, but Noah Holly is a really good director. He's a really talented talented guy and um, and this is something I'll watch out for. Another news, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will feature Ultron Bots. This sounds awesome. I really still don't know what this movie is gonna be. I can't wait. everything I hear about it sounds so cool. Um, could this tie to what if? I'm very curious about that and I'm really looking forward to this movie so... Um, this just sounds cool. Next up, this gets me really excited. Disney Plus has green-lighted an American-born Chinese series directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. The synopsis of the series is, Jin Wang is an average teenager juggling his high school social life with his immigrant home life. When he meets a new foreign student on the first day of the school year, even more worlds collide as Jin is unwittingly entangled in a battle of Chinese mythological gods. The action comedy explores issues of identity, culture, and family. Based on the synopsis alone, this sounds amazing. It sounds really cool. Another thing that just raises my hype level is Destin Daniel Cretton. He was the director of Shang-Chi. And that movie was amazing. I love that movie. So this sounds really, really cool to me. And the director is great. And um, this is something that kind of has skyrocketed up my anticipation list. This is something I'm eagerly awaiting. And I can't wait to see what it is. And um, I can't wait to see it. Uh, Next up, Scarlett Johansson and Disney have settled, like I predicted, with Disney paying her $40 million. There was the usual kind of professional statements about they're happy to work together in the future, blah, blah, blah. We talked about this, and I had said originally that I didn't think this was going to affect their working relationship because this was not personal. This was a very business-focused thing. Um, But then when Disney responded with that disgusting statement, attacking Scarlett Johansson as a person instead of denying her claim or whatever. Um, That's when I was a little more shaky and I was like, oh, wow, maybe their relationship is really over, but looks like it's not. This is unsurprising. Disney screwed up this entire situation. And the fact that they had to pay her $40 million is funny to me. They, I think they realize how badly they screwed up and they're kissing up to her now. Um, I think if they had originally just negotiated with her instead of ignoring her, they probably would have had to pay her a lot less. Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins were in kind of a similar situation. Warner Brothers paid them each $20 million. Scarlett Johansson got paid $40 million, plus is working on Disney with more projects in the future. Um, That's pretty funny to me. Disney completely messed up this entire thing, but I'm glad it's over. Um, It happened a lot quicker than I expected to, but it makes sense when you think about it. They've probably been in negotiations for a little bit. And hopefully Disney learns a lesson from this that they can't do what they've been doing and try to cheat people out of money or not pay people what they're owed. And um, again, just super interesting. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more stuff like this, a lot of ramifications and effects of this. We've been talking about a big, massive sea change in the industry, and this is just one example of that. So it's super interesting. If you know me, you know Christopher Nolan is one of my favorite directors ever. His Oppenheimer movie, which has landed at Apple, I believe, and I'm really looking forward to, has cast Killian Murphy as the titular character. I can't wait for this. Chris Nolan is one of my favorites, and then Killian Murphy is a longtime collaborator with him, and uh, he's really talented. I've only seen him in kind of supporting parts in a bunch of movies, but um, but he's been really good in every one, and I think he's definitely talented enough to carry his own movie, and um, and I can't wait for this. This sounds really cool, and it's Christopher Nolan. So even if it didn't sound cool, I would have gone to see it. Um, just to see what it's all about so really looking forward to this next up jack schaefer who was the head writer of wandavision and marvel are developing a dark comedy based on agatha harkness uh, starring katherine hahn i saw a lot of reactions to this both on i can't wait for this and why do we need this and i'm actually excited for this for a couple of reasons first of all in wandavision katherine hahn and chris and i we reviewed that show and we both were raving about how katherine hahn absolutely killed it she stole the show. Her charisma just oozed off the screen. She was amazing. Um, so I'm looking forward just to see more of her because she is really talented and really great. Um, the second thing I'm really excited for is to explore witches more, to explore the mystical MCU more because we've gotten a taste of witches, but like we saw a whole coven of witches and we haven't really had that explore. Like how do witches work in the MCU? I'm, I'm really curious and I hope we dive into that. Another thing is that In WandaVision, I feel like for as good as Katherine Hahn was, Agatha Harkness was a little bit underwritten and she was used more as a plot device to give Wanda something to fight rather than a fully formed character of her own. So I'm hoping that this show can do what Loki did, what Falcon and Winter Soldier did, what WandaVision did for Wanda and Vision and develop the character of Agatha so much and um, improve the character, give her layers, make her complex and um, I think with Jack Schaefer as the writer of this, because we've seen how good of a writer she is for WandaVision. I think this show gives them an opportunity to make Agatha an even more compelling character and make her one of the best MCU villains. So I can't wait for that. I really hope they take this advantage and really improve upon the character. And then the last thing is that the fact that this is a dark comedy, it's not that I'm super excited for a dark comedy. I just am excited by how unique this sounds, how different this sounds like, WandaVision is like a show about grief wrapped in like old sitcoms. Falcon and Winter Soldier is like an action show, buddy cop show, but also talks about racial issues. Loki is a show about identity and destiny versus free will, but also a sci-fi show. And then She-Hulk, supposedly a legal comedy. We've got Hawkeye, looks like a holiday show. I love the variety, and I think that's what's going to keep Marvel in the game because if they keep repeating the same things, it's going to get old. But the variety in what they're doing is amazing, and I love it. Our final topic is an update on the IATSE versus AMPTP situation. If you're not caught up with this, I suggest you go back and listen to my industry news roundup. I dedicated a huge chunk of time to this. But basically what happened, and as I predicted, IATSE voted to authorize strike powers. Uh, I believe it was like 98.7% of members were in support. This is not a shocker. I I think everyone is on the same page as me, and that is that if a strike needs to happen, to get better living conditions, better wages, better hours for the under the line workers in the film industry, then it needs to happen. But, um, but what has happened since this vote is that IATSE and AMPTP have reopened negotiations. They hadn't been talking for a while. There's been some daily reports coming from the RAP and Variety. Supposedly, they've been making some slow and steady progress. So my first reaction to that is good. I'm, I'm hoping they can reach a conclusion without there being a strike. But really, right now, it's really just a waiting game. I think it can go either way because they're moving slowly and I'm seeing reports that IATSE wants to get this done, wants to make big strides, but they're not making the progress they want to. So I'm hoping this can reach a satisfying conclusion without a strike. But if TP is not budging and IATSE feels that a strike is their only option, I will support it. I'll stand behind it. Um, But I just find this super interesting and we'll see what happens. I have a feeling that in the next few weeks, we're going to get some major news about this, and I will definitely be covering it whenever I can. So that's all the news. Uh, A programming update. This week, I finished both my What If weekly reviews, my What If coverage, and my Star Wars Visions coverage. Next up, I'll be doing a No Time to Die review and a Dune review. Also, next week will be my next news roundup, but it'll be my DC fandom news roundup edition talking only about the news from DC fandom and only DC fandom focused stuff. So I can't wait for that. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of great stuff there, including I think a new Batman trailer, a new Peacemaker trailer. So uh, look out for that and please let me know what you think of all this. There's a lot of stories. We kind of move through them really quickly, but are you looking forward to all these cool, exciting new projects? Um, What do you think of all this? Please let me know. Leave a comment, a voicemail, an email, or submit your thoughts or a topic or a question or a theory or anything in the form. All the links and all the ways, um, all the instructions for how to do that is in the description. And thank you so much everyone for listening and have a good day.